the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 20 days roughly till Christmas. The year is wrapping up very, very quickly. Let your log roll, right? Um, some terrible and shocking and horrible news over the weekend tied towards Oakland and fire. There's far better sources of information for me than for that than me. So I'm not going to make that big of a deal out of it. I'm going to talk about the tragedy a little bit of losing a life early. It doesn't happen very often. And uh, it's kind of a rare thing. It's I was reading a book recently where a guy gets diagnosed with cancer at age 35 and ultimately succumbs to it. And one of the very first things he did was cancer rates for men age 35. And it was... One-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of a percent. So when people die young, it is shocking. It is upsetting. Uh, It's something to think about. Uh, But I'll let other people report the news on that. And again, just say, you know, clearly it's a horrible thing to have to say goodbye to a child before a parent goes. And that's the case in this at least 33 plus people. In my world, the world of money, the world of finance, Italy's constitutional reform referendum is political issue number one right now. Voters in Italy sounded angry. They completely rejected Prime Minister Matteo Renzi's effort to implement a reform of the legislative process, which would have taken power away from the country's Senate. The no vote was expected, which helps explain some of the market's resolve of not doing much to the reaction. Over the weekend, you saw the euro get weaker. You saw the New Zealand currency get weaker. And uh, we'll get to that, maybe. It's expected to give way, ultimately, to some political and economic uncertainty in the eurozone. As, again, another leader bites the dust. So we had the eurozone and Brexit. We had the Sinchen polls that said so, Hillary Clinton. 
Now, Mr. Renzi's resignation has reportedly clouded some recapitalization efforts by Italy's troubled banks. You might remember not that long ago we talked about Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain all having financial issues. The pigs, as they were called. Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, Spain. Uh, so most European stock markets are higher today. Italy's down a little bit. Now, again, had I predicted, had what I saw play through and what was expected play through, you would have thought that Euro, the European zone would have been down across the board today. I suspect the stock market's bullish demeanor right now is the wake of the Brexit vote and the surprise outcome in the U.S. presidential election. It's tampered some of the, let's overreact to the downside of politics. So we've tampered that. We've tempered it a little bit. We've, we've gone, we're okay. Well, I got the case of the Mondays, don't I? <laughs> well, words are coming out of my mouth. Uh, market participants recognize that don't panic and sell. Go against the conventional wisdom. So the risks of disappointing economic growth could surface down the road, but for now, we'll say, hey, it'll be okay. Let's, let's keep going with this. Now, there was also an election in Austria, which I'm not sure uh, – I'll, I'll give away a little secret. Who knew countries did elections in December? The defeat of a far-right presidential candidate in Austria's election has helped quell some political worries about populism because it was populist for the Italy no vote. It was populist for Trump to get in. It was populist for UK to leave uh, the euro. The second political issue today, so it's really a lot of politics, right? Some days were driven by headline news. Some days were driven by earnings. Some days were driven by nothing. Low volume, high volume. Today, it's U.S.-China relations. And again, it goes back to the, uh, did Donald Trump really just call Taiwan or did Taiwan call Donald Trump? Because China's not going to like that. And uh, President-elect Trump's acceptance of a congratulatory phone call from Taiwan's president. Some tough-sounding Twitter messages on China from Mr. Trump, published over the weekend. Uh, so there's some que questions about Trump and China, which equals geopolitical uncertainty. But a lot of people just see it as bluster. It's sort of like, you know, me and my brothers growing up, we would fight. We would throw... What's the word? The game Scrabble had these like little wooden uh, trows that you put your uh, letters in. We'd throw those at each other and get stitches and things like that. But when push came to shove, we'd scratch each other's back. You kind of expect a little bit of that of U.S. and China relations with or without Trump or anyone else. So is it geopolitical uncertainty or is it just setting up pressure talks. It's kind of like uh, North Korea. And for years and years and years, uh, North Korea would say, oh, we're going to blow up South Korea. And uh, we'd say, act nicely now, North Korea. And, oh, we're going to do it. We promised this time. Act nicely. And, oh, by the way, would you like a cookie? They're like, ooh, cookie. So a lot of times we give countries money. We give them food to kind of placate their acting tough. Uh, what will happen with China? We'll see. 
Oil's playing with $55 a barrel. I know, you heard me right on that, and that's a little bit of a shocker. That's probably the biggest story in the news today. Oil tops 55 for the first time in 16 months. Uh, some positives and negatives in that. So a lot of companies are and countries are buying fuel right now because of the potential OPEC issue, where they say they're going to take supply off the market. OPEC sentiment continues to support oil markets. So a lot of short positions are still at elevated levels as more traders unwind these positions to trigger some more support for oil prices down the road. So the OPEC deal has given speculators an impetus to increase bets on higher oil prices. Uh, so oil playing with $55 a barrel. So uh, right now I see it around 53 but earlier today it was up to 55 um, All markets are higher out of the gate, worthy of note. Uh, the Ho-Ho rally, the Santa Claus rally, the Santa Trump rally, all very tough to say. Um, don't forget we have the Federal Reserve going to raise interest rates expected in five days. But at one point in time, about a month ago, we said, oh, Hillary Clinton's definitely going to win because look at the polls. Uh, so definitely doesn't always mean definitely anymore. So New York Fed President Dudley, he is an, a voting member, said a short time ago that he favors gradual rate hikes, somewhat less accommodation over time. And recent market tightening is not concerning. Chicago Fed President Evans, who will be a voting member next year, is going to be speaking today. So if I were to say, let's take a look at 2017, a lot of people would instantly go to the Trump presidency as the big market story. Whereas I think the seven members of the Board of Governors and the five of the 12 Federal Reserve Bank presidents who are voting members, there's 12 on the Federal Open Market Committee, I think they're going to be, I think 2017 is going to be much more the year of the Federal Reserve than it is going to be, uh, you know, what happens in the United States economy and China. I think there's a lot of bluster in the second one, but I think there's a lot of truth in the first. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM Talking money, investing, and more. Amazon is launching a new store, which is kind of always interesting because I think last week, maybe Thursday or Friday, I got an email from Amazon like, hey, do you want a cleaning service? 
I'm like, oh, cleaning service, huh? And yeah, it's not that difficult to say, here, buy a, a ceiling fan. You want someone to install the ceiling fan for you? But cleaning service, huh? So Amazon staked out a new venue. Um, corner stores. Corner stores? Stores? Um, it's kind of a wedding registry technique that they're going to be operating. They're trying to deal away or kill, kill, kill the uh, register. Just sign up for what you want and it comes to you. Some stores have used a wedding registry technique to allow uh, that kind of shopping before where you're kind of using that Amazon Go. Uh, you're not using registers. You scan into the store with a free Amazon Go app. You shop as normal. You leave the store with the items billed to your Amazon.com account. So they're playing with that. Tinker, tinker, right? Uh, got into an Uber car this weekend and talked to the driver. And she's like, oh, yeah, Uber Eats. Doing big now. Doing big. So delivering food. Um, so watch how things change ever so slightly. How... The world is becoming more convenient, which to me worries me a little bit because when you're looking for business, you're looking for opportunity, right? I saw some research out there on a new type of treatment for blood cancer, and an experimental drug uh, gave, came back with really strong results, like 80 plus percent, and that's what you're looking for. Now, I need to do more work on the results to make sure, like, yeah, it's 80%, but then you're dead three weeks later. Um, so that's kind of, you know, hanging around out there as far as sometimes the news is interesting in how things are changing. And sometimes you have to do a little bit more work so to figure out what's appropriate for you and what's not as far as... Um, what goes in your portfolio and what the the data actually says. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So Amazon's playing with more retail store type ideas. That's 21st century. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, talk a little real estate with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Rates have been incredibly low for an incredibly long period of time, and a lot of people own their home. They're sitting there with their husband and spouse thinking, maybe I should get an investment property, You know, take advantage of these low rates. They're going to be higher than the home that you occupy, but they're still pretty historically low on you know vacation properties. What's what do you see as far as vacation properties come and go? Do people come to your office and say, hey, I'm looking to buy in Tahoe, or can you help me out with a loan in a place in Hawaii? Not as often as somebody coming in saying, I want to buy a duplex, triplex, or fourplex okay. um, in the Bay Area, especially. Uh, unfortunately, it's it, as prices have gone up, you need more and more down payment in order for that to cash flow. Yes, the interest rates help, but it's really about that that, that rate of return that you're going to get on that investment that you put in the property. Uh, and rents are up too. So, you know, it's, it's a good combination for an investor. That's why a lot of foreign investors are coming and buying properties here in the, in the Bay Area in cash. 
lots of purchases are still done in cash. Almost 20, over 20% are done here in the Bay Area in cash. Okay. Uh, and a lot of those are investors. Yes, they've fallen off some, and large institutions have stopped buying large blocks of, of properties and investment properties across the United States, but it's still very active. Um, what, what we see more often is an investor coming in trying to fix their situation that they already have. Um, they're, oh, the interest rates are low. I want to, you know, I, I'm stuck in an arm or I'm stuck in a, in a property that's upside down and they, they're stuck in this property and it may not be cash flowing because they can't take advantage of the low interest rates. Um, and then we see the people that are also looking to buy more investment property or take money out of their property as their, their, their owner occupied property, taking that money out and buying a property somewhere else or, or fix, helping them fix a loan on an investment property. That's something that we've been seeing more often too is some people taking money out of their house putting money into an investment property so they can get the, 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 what the, the an acceptable loan to value or the percentage of equity where they can refinance the property into the low rates and look at a good rate of return on that. It's, it's all about the shuffling the money around and taking advantage of those low rates. So we're seeing a combination of those types of, of people coming in, not as much in the vacation homes yet. You know, we're still looking for more people to say uh, we're looking to go v- vacate. We're looking to take that holiday and, and, and go up to Tahoe. Um, but the, the, those deals are almost all gone now with the, the low cheap prices. So it's it's kind of correlates with needing to put a capital investment into that property in order to, for it to cash flow. Yeah. Now it's interesting because um, a lot of vacation properties, like you just mentioned, you know, some people want an investment property where renters are in it. Some people want a vacation property where they can use it a couple months of the year, a couple weeks of the year, and then try to get you know vacationers to cover the cost for the rest of the year. Um, that's not as easy because typically there's places like Tahoe and Hawaii. Um, a lot of the properties there are vacation properties. Mm-hmm. So you're competing against a lot of other people, whereas you have a situation where people need to be close to jobs. And if you're close to a job, you're going to be able to rent your apartment pretty darn easily in the Bay Area. And there's no doubt that there's uh, a certain market for that type of property. Um, and and it's, becoming, it's coming back more often, but the home prices have come up as well. So you, it's it's always I think a vacation home is, is a luxury item when it comes to investing in, in real estate. I would rather get a an investment property where somebody would rent full time on a yearly basis, yearly or two year contracts, that I can count on a certain amount of money coming in every month, cash flow positive, and somebody else is paying for your mortgage. You look at the rate of return on the investment that you put into the property, and if it makes sense, it makes sense. If you have to move farther away from where you're at, you have to start looking at property management. You have to start looking at you know, out of state possibly, um, which I, I think is crazy taking money out of the state. There's plenty of places in California where you can you can take money out of your property or, or out of your bank and buy a property, have it cash flow without going to Texas or going to Kansas City or Boise, Idaho. Or, or I'd rather go to Reno yeah. or I wouldn't go to Vegas, but people are still taking money. And there's plenty of people that are advertising to, to do this. They're primarily looking for your transaction on that that primary residence because that's a larger mortgage and they probably can't do the, the, the transaction out of state if I'm referring that off and if they aren't then it's they're double dipping um, nothing wrong with that but I don't like taking money out of the state for investment yeah money out of state and a lot of people think you know California real estate is the rules of investing and that applies to every other state or county in the country but it's not
Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the, on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Um, there's one area that we don't talk much about because giving too much specific information or giving too much information that you can go and use on your own could actually hurt you. And everyone wants you to be careful with money. Um, the government does, believe it or not. They don't want you going, well, I heard that guy because trust me. I've been approached by people who think that I'm somebody else from the advice. Like they said, they said that you said if Trump gets elected, the stock market's going to drop 20%. I'm like, no, that was a different radio show because I would never say that. So be careful on how you take advice. Always, you know, figure out what's appropriate for you. Um, there's something called preferred stocks and they're a little bit more difficult to talk about. You can get a Microsoft preferred and you typically say, I want to buy 100 shares of Microsoft. That's the common stock. Uh, you could buy Microsoft bonds or you could buy Microsoft preferred stocks as well. Now, the preferreds are part bond and part stock. So you get a little bit of the stock action and a little bit more dividend than you typically do off the common stock. They're bond-like investments. So there's risk to them. They sound almost too good to be true. They're sensitive to swings in interest rates and can lose value if rates rise sharply, which some people think we're going to have gradual rate increases. But that's what people are thinking. So you say, okay, there's a possibility of rapid interest rate increases, and there's a possibility of no interest rate increases. And you kind of build your likelihoods from there. Uh, with President-elect Trump, there's probably more of a case for inflation in 2017 in his first hundred days, as presidents tend to sweep in and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Um, and some of it gets done, and that creates supply and demand issues. It creates, let's print money and get this done. Uh, some presidents have gotten into office and they go, oh, I feel so bad for you. I'm going to send you, every American, a check for $410, or it's happened before. And most people are like, woohoo, I'm going to get a Whole Foods instead of Safeway this weekend. Uh, some people go to the casino. So, um, so there's things called preferred stocks out there and companies can miss a payment, uh, without triggering a technical default like they would on a bond. So they're not guaranteed. Um, their tax treatments are a little bit different. Most preferreds pay qualified dividends, which are eligible for federal tax rates of 15 or 20%. Sometimes a little bit higher if you're looking at uh, your income levels in the Obamacare penalty area. Um, so there's some drawbacks. A company could decide to redeem shares below their current market price. So if you buy, say, hypothetically XYZ preferred at 28 bucks, uh, the company could call it in at a face value of 25, which means you lose money. So, if you want to learn a little bit more, uh, there's a preferred stock ETF that you can start doing research around. 
one thing that's nice about ETFs and mutual funds is you can do research with the list that they put together in front of you. With mutual funds, you can also read the prospectus and see who the manager is, how long he's been there, what his investment style is. Uh, he may be a value guy, so every stock he owns, in theory, would have some components of value. So it's good to use some of the, the documents that are out there as further resource materials uh, to do research with. So the iShares US preferred ETF is PFF. It's 39 bucks right now, roughly, and it has a 5% dividend yield. Consult a broker advisor can get action on any stocks mentioned on the show. Um, Italian constitutional reform is the big story of the day. It was rejected. Prime Minister Matteo Renzi resigns. Sovereign bonds retreat. Crude oil remains a bid today. So energy stocks doing well, as are financials, as are industrials, as are materials. People are buying into the notion that uh, down the road, we're going to have a president named, <laughs> what is his name going to be? Donald Trump, and that some of his policies will go into place. So, anyhow, and anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. So, some good websites out there to use. It might be your own brokerage. If you have an account with Fidelity, if you have an account with TD Ameritrade, if you have an account with whomever it may be, you can take a look at their research. And you can start by, you know, logging into your account, looking at your account, and maybe there's a link. Let's say you own shares of Apple. Punch an Apple, and on the screen there may be a Morningstar report, or there may be a Standard & Poor's report, or there may be an Argus Research Group report. Uh, the street.com does a real nice job with earnings estimates, which a lot of people think of the street.com as kind of Jim Cramer you know, subscription service. There's a professional side to it as well that he moves off of um, the consumer angle. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Um, I like looking, I've got a lot of emails and typically over the weekends is when I see a ton of them. And one of the nice things about some of the emails I'm getting these days are people are better prepared. They really are. Um, I get some emails that are like, hey, I'm 44 years old and I've saved nothing. What should I do? Um, you're screwed. You're probably going to work till the day you die. But I've getting a lot of emails where people have $50,000 in an emergency fund. And that just, I, I, that makes me smile. Um, it's a good feeling to see. One thing about emergency funds, in my mind, is that you should treat them truly like an emergency. And I think that's kind of a funny idea because, to me, like an emergency fund, I've always wanted to pull a fire alarm in a building. I don't know what it is about it, but because there's glass and you have to break it, there's, and I've never done it, but I look at it and I go, I want to do that. And I have an emergency fund that I want to break and I want to get into and I want to buy a TV. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. I want a boat. I want to live on a, a lake. I want, I want, I want to. But that emergency fund's more important to me. So 
Bankrate.com did a survey that said only 37% of respondents would be able to pay for an ex- unexpected expense Ooh. without dipping into their savings. I never want you to dip into your investments. Like, that's a truth. As uh, Bill Murray said in the movie Stripes, that's the fact, Jack. I don't want you to dip into your savings. I don't want you to dip into your investments, particularly investments. Because we could have been having a down year, and you dipped into it. And next thing you know, President-elect Trump, market takes off, and you just missed 10% because you dipped into your, uh, into your emergency fund, which wasn't an emergency fund. It was your investments. So now what constitutes an emergency? Um, I typically think anything tied towards a car accident. Um, hopefully you're not hurt, but if your car is damaged or destroyed, you need to cover getting it fixed. Um, I think that's important. So I like the $1,000 deductibles versus the 500 because your insurance rate is typically lower because the insurance company knows you're going to be thinking twice. Um, I've got a friend who has a new vehicle and... He's kind of a nut about it. Like he buffs it, <laughs> buffs their car. Uh, I lived in San Francisco long enough that the scratches don't bother me, dents don't bother me. But he buffs his car, and he's to me, he's more likely to make a claim if someone like you know dents a, a bumper, uh, or his arm. Like, nah, my history shows that I'm not going to do it. I think a true emergency is if you lose your job. Um, but also, I don't think you should treat it as woohoo. I'm going to take three months off. I deserve it. I earned it. I see people do that. It it somehow becomes two years off, and it it ruins them financially. A major medical expense is a true emergency. Things that aren't covered by your insurance. Uh, Say your liver starts to go, don't start getting skimpy on your your liver treatment. Uh, I think an emergency fund is a sudden death in your family. At some point in time, my mother is going to kick over and die. I know that sounds terribly, terribly insensitive to, uh, of me. She's 80 plus years old and last 15, 12, 12 years roughly have been sitting in a room and it's not good. It's not a good lifestyle. So I may have to contribute to my mother's funeral. I may have to contribute to, you know, flying family out to visit her. Um, and I'll do it because I have an emergency fund. So I would only use a true emergency for sudden death for major medical expense, losing my job, or if I was in a car accident or some sort of car emergency. Uh, my VW Passat, <laughs> fantastic story, has had a slipping transmission for a long time, and it's now, it's unsafe. Not for me. Well, yeah, for me, but for other people, too. Um, I drove it into the ground. 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 I beat it up. But at some point, I need a new vehicle or a used new vehicle, right? So I've been saving for it so that it doesn't hurt me. I'm Rob Black, talking about things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Um, Chad, I brought up a concept in the last segment that I kind of want to bounce off you real quickly. I got an email from a listener that he, he said, hey, take a look at my investment policy, and I'll send it to you so you could use it on your show. Or maybe you and I could talk about it tomorrow. But he talks about his emergency fund, his investment philosophy. He talks about his taxable accounts, his 529. He talks about what he's investing in, tax advantage retirement, uh, rebalancing. He's got a strategy for Roth conversions. He, This looks awesome. Do you think people are getting better? Because when you and I got into this business 20 years ago, stocks cost three, dollars $400 to trade. It was expensive. You, are people just getting better with age? Are we, are we going to be scaled out of this business? <laughs> I don't know about scaled out, but um, it, the issue is is that there's been a real lack of information for people to get started and get on the right track, and there's been a lack of companies that actually want to service that type of business. The only people that wanted to service it in the past were people that sold products like life insurance and annuities, so the kind of lower middle market was really ignored. And I think that there's a lot of shows like yours and mine that do a lot of good work in terms of educating people on how to do it the right way. I got another email over the weekend from somebody that's been listening to us for years, and he kind of got to this point where, okay, I've been doing it myself, but now I'm starting to get afraid of what I'm going to do. Or there's people, Rob, out there that sold prior to Trump because they thought it was going to be this economic disaster, and it just didn't go that way. So they're realizing that they start making emotional mistakes with their money, and they need more of uh, you know somebody to help lead them along that path. Um, so there's a lot of good information out there, and um, getting started is definitely cheaper than it ever has been before. Now, you're doing a 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning webinar, not a seminar, but a webinar on December 21st, and that's one of the reasons you're calling in right now is to promote that a little bit. It's from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Parking is free because it's a webinar. <laughs> Registration is free because it's a webinar. Um, all about YOB because it's a webinar. Have you done one or two webinars with a little bit of a buzz in your life? A little bit of a buzz? Not a yeah. buzz, no. No. <laughs> I think I'd talk even faster if I was to do that, and i got to slow it down anyway. Okay, so let's get to some content. Um, and I'm going to send you that email because I think it's an awesome email. And I think we should talk about, break it down. I think on your show it would be good. Your show is here Mondays and Tuesdays on KDOW. Uh, from two to three, they could listen to you today. So what could continue to push the market upward? Because honestly, I saw Italy this weekend. I was like, uh-oh. Um, and last week, we started losing a little bit of the Trump rally. But then today, kaboom, we're moving higher yet again. Well, and it's interesting because most people that have diversified portfolios, Rob, they're, seeing, they're hearing this market all-time, market all-time high issue, but they're kind of seeing this sideways move in the last couple of weeks on their portfolios because of things like exposure to technology, exposure to international stocks, emerging market stocks. And really what's happened is, is there was a big selling of bonds, emerging markets, international stocks, and, and staples-type stocks, kind of the food stocks. And that money was simply used to buy financials and industrial stocks and small-cap stocks. So it's kind of just a, a big rotation and I think this rotation will continue to happen a bit more in January as people try to, you know, wait to take gains in some of those staple stocks and other types of stocks that have done really well and move that off into another tax year. And 
so you'll see probably a little bit more of that kind of volatility, that rotation in January. But it really is just rotation so far. Um, and you got to remember that Goldman, that, that Dow, right, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is supposed to be 30 industrial stocks. Goldman Sachs is now almost 8% of the Dow, and that's done really well post the Trump uh, election because the idea is higher interest rates helps Goldman Sachs. If you have more of a, a nationalization type of a, a play here and companies bring their cash back into the U.S., they're going to want to buy smaller companies and mid-sized companies in order to buy revenue growth, and Goldman Sachs does a lot of merger and acquisition. So that's been the rotation there, and it's been a, a quick move up in some of those financials. Um, so what you'll need next is true policy. You know, what are we actually going to deal with versus crazy tweets that we have no idea what the heck is going on over the weekend. I mean, for, it, you can go on and on about the tweets, but we, got, we, have, we need reality. We actually need policy that could cause revenue growth and then more cash, cash that's been sitting on the sidelines to come into the market. Um, there's a lot of individuals that, I mean, you know, obviously the country is very split on this election, and there's many people that did actually sell prior to the election, and a lot of that cash hasn't really come back in. It's really been just a rotation. So you'd need more cash to come in and real policy. And, you know, we're overdue for a real growth in revenue and stocks, and that's what would be the next leg up. Now you talked a little bit about people selling emerging markets, and I want to just follow up on that quickly. Um, one of the things I'm going to do in my 401K in the next couple of weeks is rebalance it because it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like emerging markets. Some people love emerging markets. Um, so I look at the experts and I just I go, it's push kind of thing, right? right? But I look at it, I look at it as a discount. Am I wrong to think like I may not make money in year one, two, or three, but eventually Trump will leave office and eventually emerging markets will be that story that they've always been. Small countries becoming mid-sized countries or micro well, becoming small. It was already the story this year. I mean, emerging markets were outperforming the S&P 500 by a pretty decent amount prior to the election. They fell about 10% and then have recovered a little over half of that um, last time I looked. Because the issue is, is that you know it's, it's Mexico and China, right. which might only be about 15% of the average emerging market ETF. Um, Brazil and India are still doing really, really well. I think it's just really you, you stay with uh, an exposure to those areas, but I go a bit more in active management so that the – uh, managers can actually pick the stocks and, and adjust to policy versus blankly buying every stock in an emerging market index. So Chad, you're on the right track as long as you go active. We ate up too much time, but again, people can catch you. Ten Pillars Retirement Income Planning webinar. There is limited space, so you do need to sign up because it starts getting super pricey once you get over like 200 people. So sign up at uh, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. The webinar is coming up. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning webinar. It's online from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. December 21st. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.